Act Two of A Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One, A Wood near Athens. Enter a fairy at one door, and Puck at another. How now, spirit? Whither wander you? Over hill, over dale, through bush, through briar, over park, over pale, through flood, through fire. I do wander everywhere, swifter than the moon's sphere. And I serve the fairy queen, to do her orbs upon the green. The cowslips tall her pensioners be, in their gold coats, spots, you see, those be rubies. Fairy favors, in those freckles live their savors. I must go seek some dewdrops here, and hang a pearl in every cowslip's ear. Farewell, thou lob of spirits. I'll be gone. Our queen and all our elves come here anon. The king doth keep his revels here tonight. Take heed the queen come not within his sight, for Oberon is passing fell and wrath, because that she as her attendant hath a lovely boy stolen from an indian king she never had so sweet a changeling and jealous oberon would have the child knight of his train to trace the forests wild but she perforce withholds the loved boy crowns him with flowers and makes him all her joy and now they never meet in grove or green by fountain clear or spangled starlight sheen but they do square that all their elves for fear creep into acorn cups and hide them there. Either I mistake your shape and making quite, or else you are that shrewd and knavish sprite called Robin Goodfellow. Are not you he that frights the maidens of the villagery, skim milk and sometimes labor in the quern, and bootless make the breathless housewife churn, and sometime make the drink to bear no barm, mislead night-wanderers, laughing at their harm. Those that hobgoblin call you, and sweet puck, you do their work, and they shall have good luck. Are not you he? Thou speakest aright. I am that merry wanderer of the night. I jest to Oberon and make him smile, when I a fat and bean-fed horse beguile, neighing in likeness of a filly foal. And sometime lurk I in a gossip's bowl, In very likeness of a roasted crab, And when she drinks against her lips I bob, And on her withered dewlap pour the ale, The wisest aunt telling the saddest tale. Sometime for three-foot stool mistaketh me, Then slip I from her bum, down topples she, And Taylor cries and falls into a cough, And then the whole choir hold their hips and laugh and waxen in their mirth, and knees, and swear. A merrier hour was never wasted there. But room, fairy, here comes Oberon. And here my mistress, would that he were gone. Enter Oberon at one door with his train, and Titania at another with hers. Ill met by moonlight, proud Titania. What, jealous Oberon? Fairies, skip hence. I have forsworn his bed and company. 
Tarry, rash wanton, am I not thy lord? Then I must be thy lady. But I know when thou hast stolen away from fairyland, and in the shape of Corin sat all day, playing on pipes of corn and versing love to amorous Phyllida. Why art thou here? Come from the farthest steep of India, but that forsooth the bouncing Amazon, your buskined mistress and your warrior love to Theseus must be wedded, and you come to give their bed joy and prosperity. How canst thou thus for shame, Titania, glance at my credit with Hippolyta, knowing I know thy love to Theseus? Didst not thou lead him through the glimmering night from Perigenia, whom he ravished, and make him with fair Aegli break his faith with Ariadne and Antiopa? These are the forgeries of jealousy. And never, since the middle summer's spring, met we on hill, in dale, forest, or mead, by paved fountain or by rushy brook, or on the beached margent of the sea, to dance our ringlets to the whistling wind. But with thy brawls thou hast disturbed our sport. Therefore the winds, piping to us in vain, as in revenge have sucked up from the sea contagious fogs, which falling in the land hath every pelting river made so proud that they have overborne their continents. The ox hath therefore stretched his yoke in vain, the ploughman lost his sweat, and the green corn hath rotted ere his youth attained a beard. The fold stands empty in the drowned field, and crows are fatted with the Murrian flock. The nine men's morris is filled up with mud, and the quaint mazes in the wanton green for lack of tread are undistinguishable. The human mortals want their winter here. No night is now with him or carol blessed. Therefore the moon, the governess of floods, pale in her anger, washes all the air, that rheumatic diseases do abound. And thorough this distemperature we see the seasons alter. Hoary-headed frosts fall in the fresh lap of the crimson rose, and on old Hyam's thin and icy crown an odorous chaplet of sweet summer buds is as in mockery set. The spring, the summer, the childing autumn, angry winter change their wonted liveries, and the mazed world by their increase now knows not which is which. And this same progeny of evils comes from our debate, from our dissension. We are their parents and original. Do you amend it, then? It lies in you. Why should Titania cross her Oberon? I do but beg a little changeling boy to be my henchman. Oh, set your heart at rest. The fairy land buys not the child of me. His mother was a votress of my order. And in the spiced Indian air by night full often hath she gossiped by my side, And sat with me on Neptune's yellow sands, Marking the embarked traders on the flood, When we have laughed to see the sails conceive, And grow big-bellied with the wanton wind, Which she with pretty and with swimming gait following, her womb then rich with my young squire. 
would imitate, and sail upon the land to fetch me trifles, and return again as from a voyage rich with merchandise. But she, being mortal, of that boy did die, and for her sake do I rear up her boy, and for her sake I will not part with him. How long within this wood intend you stay? Perchance till after Theseus's wedding day. If you will patiently dance in our round and see our moonlight revels, go with us. If not, shun me, and I will spare your haunts. Give me that boy, and I will go with thee. Not for thy fairy kingdom. Fairies away! We shall chide downright if I longer stay. Exit Titania with her train. Well, go thy way. Thou shalt not from this grove till I torment thee for this injury. My gentle Puck, come hither. Thou rememberest since once I sat upon a promontory, and heard a mermaid on a dolphin's back uttering such dulcet and harmonious breath that the rude sea grew civil at her song and certain stars shot madly from their spheres to hear the sea-maid's music i remember that very time i saw but thou couldst not flying between the cold moon and the earth cupid all armed a certain aim he took at a fair vestal throned by the west and loosed his love-shaft smartly from his bow, as it should pierce a hundred thousand hearts. But I might see young Cupid's fiery shaft, quenched in the chaste beams of the watery moon. And the imperial votaress passed on, in maiden meditation, fancy-free. Yet marked I where the bolt of Cupid fell. It fell upon a little western flower, before milk-white, now purple with love's wound and maidens call it love in idleness. Fetch me that flower, the herb I showed thee once, the juice of it on sleeping eyelids laid, will make or man or woman madly dote upon the next live creature that it sees. Fetch me this herb, and be thou here again, ere the leviathan can swim a league. I'll put a girdle round about the earth in forty minutes. Exit Puck. Having once this juice, I watch Titania when she is asleep and drop the liquor of it in her eyes the next thing then she waking looks upon be it on lion bear or wolf or bull on meddling monkey or on busy ape she shall pursue it with the soul of love and ere i take this charm from off her sight as i can take it with another herb i'll make her render up her page to me but who comes here i am invisible and i will overhear their conference Enter. Demetrius, Helena following him. I love thee not, therefore pursue me not. Where is Lysander and fair Hermia? The one I'll slay, the other slayeth me. Thou toldst me they were stolen into this wood. And here am I, and woed within this wood, because I cannot meet with Hermia. Hence get thee gone, and follow me no more. You draw me, you hard-hearted adamant. But yet, you draw not iron, for my heart is true as steel. Leave you your power to draw, and I shall have no power to follow you. Do I entice you? Do I speak you fair? 
or rather do i not in plainest truth tell you i do not nor i cannot love you and even for that i do love you the more i am your spaniel and demetrius the more you beat me i will fawn on you use me but as your spaniel spurn me strike me neglect me lose me only give me leave unworthy as i am to follow you what worse a place can i beg in your love and yet a place of high respect with me than to be used as your use your dog tempt not too much the hatred of my spirit for i am sick when i do look on thee and i am sick when i look not on you you do impeach your modesty too much to leave the city and commit yourself into the hands of one that loves you not to trust the opportunity of night and the ill counsel of a desert place with the rich worth of your virginity your virtue is my privilege for that it is not night when i do see your face therefore i think i am not in the night nor doth this wood lack worlds of company for you in my respect are all the world then how can it be said i am alone when all the world is here to look on me i'll run from thee and hide me in the brakes and leave thee to the mercy of the wild beasts the wildest hath not such a heart as you run when you will the story shall be changed apollo flies and daphne holds the chase the dove pursues the griffin the mild hind makes speed to catch the tiger bootless speed when cowardice pursues and valor flies i will not stay thy questions let me go or if thou follow me do not believe but i shall do thee mischief in the wood ay in the temple in the town the field you do me mischief fie demetrius your wrongs do set a scandal on my sex we cannot fight for love as men may do we should be wooed and we're not made to woo i'll follow thee and make a heaven of hell to die upon the hand i love so well exeunt demetrius and helena fare thee well nymph ere he do leave this grove thou shalt fly him and he shall seek thy love re-enter puck hast thou the flower there welcome wanderer ay there it is i pray thee give it me i know a bank where on the wild thyme blows where oxlips and the nodding violet grows quite over-canopied with luscious woodbine with sweet musk-roses and with eglantine there sleeps titania some time of the night lulled in these flowers with dances and delight and there the snake throws her enamelled skin weed wide enough to wrap a fairy in and with the juice of this i'll streak her eyes and make her full of hateful fantasies take thou some of it and seek through this grove a sweet athenian lady is in love with a disdainful youth anoint his eyes but do it when the next thing he espies may be the lady thou shalt know the man by the athenian garments he hath on effected with some care that he may prove more fond on her than she upon her love and look thou meet me ere the first cock crow fear not my lord your servant shall do so exeunt scene two another part of the wood enter titania with her train come now a roundel and a fairy song then for the third part of a minute hence some to kill cankers in the musk-rose buds 
Some wore with reramice for their leathern wings To make my small elves' coats, And some keep back the clamorous owl That nightly hoots and wonders at our quaint spirits. Oh, sing me now asleep, Then to your offices and let me rest. You spotted snakes with double tongue, Thorny hedgehogs be not seen. Newts and blind worms do no wrong. Come not near our fairy queen. Philomel with melody, singing our sweet lullaby. Weaving spiders come not here, Hence, you long-legged spinners, hence, Beetles black approach not near, Worm nor snail do no offence. Philomel with melody, Singing our sweet lullaby, 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 Hence away, now all is well. One aloof stand sentinel. Exeunt fairies. Titania sleeps. Enter Oberon. Squeezes the flower on Titania's eyelids. What thou seest when thou dost wake, do it for thy true love take, love and languish for his sake, be it ounce or cat or bear, pard or boar with bristled hair, in thy eye that shall appear when thou wakest, it is thy dear. Wake when some vile thing is near. Exit. Enter Lysander and Hermia. Fair love, you faint with wandering in the wood, and, to speak troth, I have forgot our way. We'll rest us, Hermia, if you think it good, and tarry for the comfort of the day. Be it so, Lysander. Find you out a bed, for I upon this bank will rest my head. One turf shall serve as pillow for us both. One heart, one bed, two bosoms, and one troth. Nay, good Lysander, for my sake, my dear, lie farther off yet. Do not lie so near. Oh, take the sense, sweet of my innocence. Love takes the meaning in love's conference. I mean that my heart unto yours is knit, so that but one heart we can make of it. Two bosoms interchained with an oath, so then two bosoms and a single troth. Then by your side no bedroom me deny, for lying so, Hermia, I do not lie. Lysander riddles very prettily. Now much beshrew my manners and my pride, if Hermia meant to say Lysander lied. But gentle friend, for love and courtesy lie further off. In human modesty such separation, as may well be said, becomes a virtuous bachelor and a maid. So far be distant. And good night, sweet friend. Thy love ne'er alter till thy sweet life end. Amen, amen, to that fair prayer, say I, and then end life when I end loyalty. Here is my bed, 
Sleep give thee all his rest. With half that wish the wisher's eyes be pressed. They sleep. Enter Puck. Through the forest have I gone, but Athenian found I none, on whose eyes I might approve this flower's force and stirring love. Night in silence, who is here? Weeds of Athens he doth wear. This is he, my master said, despised the Athenian maid. And here the maiden, sleeping sound, on the dank and dirty ground. Pretty soul, she durst not lie, near this lack-love, this kill-courtesy. Churl upon thy eyes I throw, all the power this charm doth owe. When thou wakest, let love forbid, sleep his seat on thy eyelid. So awake when I am gone, for I must now to Oberon. Exit. Enter Demetrius and Helena running. Stay, thou thou kill me, sweet Demetrius. I charge thee, hence, and do not haunt me thus. Oh, wilt thou darkling leave me? Do not so. Stay on thy peril. I alone will go. Exit Demetrius. Oh, I am out of breath in this fond chase. The more my prayer, the lesser is my grace. Happy is Hermia, wheresoe'er she lies, For she hath blessed an attractive eyes. How came her eyes so bright, not with salt tears? If so, my eyes are oftener washed than hers. No, no, I am as ugly as a bear, For beasts that meet me run away for fear. Therefore no marvel, though Demetrius, Do as a monster fly my presence thus, what wicked and dissembling glass of mine Made me compare with Hermes' spherid eyne. But who is here? Lysander, on the ground! Dead or asleep? I see no blood, no wound. Lysander, if you live, good sir, awake! Lysander, waking. And run through fire I will for thy sweet sake. Transparent Helena! Nature shows art that through thy bosom makes me see thy heart. Where is Demetrius? Oh, how fit a word is that vile name to perish on my sword. Do not say so, Lysander, say not so. What though he love your Hermia? Lord, what though? Yet Hermia still loves you. Then be content. Content with Hermia? No, I do repent the tedious minutes I with her have spent. Not Hermia, but Helena I love, who will not change a raven for a dove. The will of man is by his reason swayed, and reason says you are the worthier maid. Things growing are not ripe until their season, so I, being young, till now ripe not to reason, and touching now the point of human skill, reason becomes the marshal to my will, and leads me to your eyes, where I overlook love's stories, written in love's richest book. Wherefore was I to this keen mockery born, When at your hands did I deserve this scorn? Is not enough, is not enough, young man, That I did never, no, nor never can, Deserve a sweet look from Demetrius' eye, But you must flout my insufficiency? Good troth, you do me wrong, good sooth you do, In such disdainful manner me to woo, 
but fare you well performance i must confess i thought you lord of more true gentleness of that a lady of one man refused should of another therefore be abused exit she sees not hermia hermia sleep thou there and never mayst thou come lysander near for as a surfeit of the sweetest things the deepest loathing to the stomach brings or as the heresies that men do leave are hated most of those that did deceive so thou my surfeit and my heresy of all be hated but the most of me and all my powers address your love and might to honour helen and to be her knight exit hermia starting ah, help me lysander help me do thy best to pluck this crawling serpent from my breast i mean for pity what a dream was here lysander look how i do quake with fear Methought a serpent ate my heart away, and you sat smiling at his cruel prey. Lysander? What? Removed? Lysander! Lord? What? Out of hearing? Gone? No sound? No word? Alack, where are you? Speaking if you hear. Speak of all loves. I swoon almost with fear. No. Then I will perceive you are not nigh. Either death or you I'll find immediately. Exit. End of Act Two.